Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. How's everyone doing today? I am clearly in a different place at the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, people would notice straight away. And I'll tell you why. It's because it's raining outside and the cabin is, is lovely. Um, and it is lovely when it's raining. Um, but you would be constantly hearing the sound of rain hitting the roof. <laughs> and that would be quite distracting. <laughs> um it's very lovely and very therapeutic um when you're in there because i imagine imagine because rain is is a very um it's a very nice thing to have as a background uh, noise isn't it rain especially if you're dropping off to sleep or relaxing meditation even and it works very well but i agree it could be very annoying when you you're trying to talk through especially if it's intermittent rain, you get, you know, heavy and then it's light. And it's yeah. distracting in that case. It would be a bit distracting. So I'm indoors. You can actually see one of my pictures, not one of yours, one of mine. Yes, that's right. And uh, very good it was too. And um, I'm sure people will look at that and think, oh, It's yeah. all right from a distance. It's all right from a distance. You don't want to get up close. <laughs> I haven't done many of uh, many pastel pencil pictures, but there you go. That was that was good enough to pop pop on the wall, even though it's terribly framed. You can see yes. I haven't yes, I haven't not. framed it properly. No, 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 never mind. <laughs> um, but there you go, there you go. How are you doing, Dad? You sound like you've got a bit of a cold. Well, I've got a bit of a cold. Yes. Um, it, fortunately, it's not uh, it's not really um, any problems at all, except uh, my voice is a little bit, you know, coldy. Uh, but otherwise, no. Fine. Otherwise, I'm fine. You know, things, are, things, are, things are progressing here. We've still got a lot of work being done, and uh, we're getting to a stage now when painting's being done. So it's the kind of um, icing on the cake, really. Now all the pre- preliminary work's been done. We've got, a, as you know, Steve, we've got a lot of work being done. The whole of the ground floor um, is being uh, renovated. Uh, we've got the kitchen going in, and we've got a a kind of a bedroomish going in. That's a, a, a bedroom come um, lounge, you know, I think a, you know, a put you up bed. And then we've got some. Um, when people see me in a few weeks' time, I should be downstairs in the computer area, which is the corridor area. So there'll be another, I'll have a change of scene then. <laughs> and then we've got a kitchen and we've got a shower and a um, toilets going in in the uh, extension area. It's a lot of work involved, and a lot of work being done, but it's going to look great. It already is, you know, all the um, the foundations and all the uh, uh, preliminary work that's been done um, is uh, well on its way now. So you can actually see it. You can see what it's going to look like, you know. So just the just trimmings to go, but then two or three more weeks and it'll be all be done. Lovely. Yes, I'm, I'm thrilled with it. Well, many, many years ago, um, that was the gallery. Long time ago, that was your art gallery, because there has it has that shop front that is is it's still it, it's not a shop front. It looks like a shop front in the shape of it, but it's not used as a shop front. Mm. Um, mm. Well, just have, I think I probably mentioned this to you, but um, Mum and I were talking about perhaps changing the shop front, you know, to more um, traditional housey, you know, look like a house flat instead of having the windows like they are in the 
the shop door way. Uh, but I I resisted that. I said, no, I, it's it's a memory that um, I, I, I would treasure because we loved, loved the gallery and it was um, fantastic. So we lived with it for 40 years. And I said, no, no, I'm not going to change it. So we've got kind of two alcoves now that we're going to use anyway. Uh, mm. So it's, it's very much the same shape, but uh, uh, obviously a completely different function. Yeah, absolutely. Lovely. Okay. Well, as I mentioned last week, um, we're going to answer some questions and cover some theory on this week's episode as um, we do collect and, and and reply to people's questions that come in. And occasionally we reserve some, put some to one side as we think that, oh, this might be a nice talking point. Um, it might be lovely to um, give the same information on a podcast as well as in an email back to the person that has emailed so the first one i'm going to talk about here is a query regarding some pan pastel projects so dan emails and says i hope this note finds you both well i was wondering if there are any more pan pastel projects in the works i've completed all of the tutorials with the exception of the kestrel project and i had a blast with every one of them i really enjoyed colin's approach to using pan pastels he has quite a unique style that i find very pleasing so what do you think, Dad? You might do some... Um... Mm. Oh, yes, yes, um, I, I, will, I will do more. Um, uh, in the foreseeable future, that's in the next, certainly beside um, Christmas and just after Christmas, no, uh, there's no plans. But in the new year, yes. Um, and what I'd like to do, Steve, is that something a little bigger. I've done the, generally speaking, I was working quite small, as you know. And, uh, but now I want to make it bigger. I want to, I want to branch out a little bit now, using pan pastel and soft pastel. Now I haven't combined those two together, but I think they would work very well together, especially in the impressionistic range. I've, um, I've got a hankering to uh, ex experiment really in the impressionism. So mm. uh, that's going well, to be very interesting to for me and I'm sure for everybody mm. to satisfy the people that like uh, the detail. But I think with Impressionism will come other things, like uh, um, if, if people practice that, they'll see how my background, which, as you know, is very Impressionistic. And uh, so I think, that, you know, you, you, we've, um, we've got scope there to do that and that's coming it's interesting because dan also goes on to talk about trying he's going to try some of the masterclass projects um like the poppies fields and things with the pans right. pastels, as well as yes. the pencils um is that something you would look at playing with some sort of, uh, of those kinds of era and styles of pictures no uh, no no my, my i've done that and i've done a couple of um, still lifes as you know and they came out very well, and Manet and other, other pictures that I've done, they come out very well, but there are other people's pictures, and what I really want to do is my own. I want to take something probably from maybe a Pixabay a uh, picture, or photograph, should I say, and then turn that into a, uh, an impressionistic picture. That's what I'd like to do. I, I think I can do it. And it's just a matter of application, really, getting the finger out. Lovely. Well, that is exciting. I'm sure everyone will be 
itching to see those those experiments that you do. I'm certainly interested in seeing how you get on with those. Um, but thanks, Dan, for the, the question. A lovely email. Thank you. Um, so moving on, and I actually don't have this person's name, so apologies for this. Um, but I do have your comment from YouTube that we thought we might talk about. So this person has commented on one of your videos and says to create a picture like that with pastel pencils is amazing. I'm in the United States and we've just bought a set of what looks to be the same type of white pencils on Amazon. I don't know if it's the same type that you have, but I only use pastel pencils um, for adult coloring. I don't create my own art. I do use Carbothello pastels sometimes. I don't know if they're different than the ones you use, but I certainly cannot color with them. Uh, straight from the pencil and i bet well, a lot of people find this with the white pencil um that's a general it's got it on it it's got general white pencil um they're the ones i use they're the ones i like i haven't used others so i can't i i, I don't know they'll have to find out themselves whether it works the general uh, i found um works extremely well with the all the pastel pencils Carbothello. Um, I use it really, to be honest, just for highlighting. You know, if I want a, a bright highlight, I used to use um, soft pastel for that, but I tend to use, if I'm doing detail work particularly, it's not so easy to get the soft pastel to react uh, in a detailed area. So I would tend to use then the general white pencil. I've got a few of them. Uh, I managed to get a few there, but I don't use them all the time. You know, and I certainly would prefer to use the pastel pencil. Coming back to Carbothello, you said, didn't you? Then use well, I used to use Carbothello, and uh, I for quite a few years, probably about five, four or five years, I was solely Carbothello, and then I switched to Faber Castell, and uh, but I still use Carbothello. I've used Carbothello, Greta Color, and uh, Baby Castell, and Karen Dash. All four, very, as you know, and people will know, I, I can combine them very well. So you can do wonders with Carbothello. Hmm. What's interesting, and I think a lot of people probably have the same struggles, is if they haven't come across someone like you with the tutorials, hmm. um, you know, you would you wouldn't necessarily know how to apply them successfully, um, no. because um, this late this I think it's a lady. I'm sure it was because I remember the name. But they go on to say, I find them scratchy and either end up rubbing them on a piece of paper or scraping some off, and then either using a makeup brush mm. or a cotton ball or a Q-tip. Um, I suppose because it's not that traditional coloring pencil texture that people would be f more familiar with you would be a bit unsure of, of how you applied the pastel because it's I, dusty. I have sympathy with it. And I, I can understand where they're coming from. I've seen quite a lot of work being done. And I know what they're doing wrong, but I can't, I can't express it. But I will hear what they're doing wrong is they don't give it chance. When you put a colour on, we work from light to dark. Everybody knows that. And uh, I, I find... We had a, a comment recently that I can't remember somebody did something that worked from dark to light and realized that they'd made a mistake. 
I had to start again, working from light to dark, and of course it works out. So it, it, it's, I know some artists do work the other way. They work from dark to light, but I don't, and I've found that uh, it's very successful. Now, what happens there is you choose your lighter, softer colors, right, to start with. White, ivory, gray, all these colors, they go on, usually they go on first, and then they're blended in with either your finger or continuing with the pencil to make sure you, you fill the uh, tooth of the paper. If you don't fill the tooth of paper, that's when you get scratchy. And I've seen it so many times. Um, once that's done then, and you've got your base color, then you can then start using the stronger tones. And as you know, and if people have seen so much of uh, my work now, they, they must realize that that is the way that you get the success with it. Well, I do anyway, and we know that the members do as well. You can't deviate from that. You can't just, just scratch it on and say, oh, that do. It doesn't work like that. There's more to it especially in the portrait work. If you're doing human portraits, you do need to fill the paper. Now, coming to papers, there's different kinds of papers. There's the engray paper, which I like, and I think works very well, and I used that for years. I didn't like the Canson Meton paper because it's got little bits in it. Now, I know people argue, well, yes, but engray uh, has got lines in it, so you have to fill that up. And that's true. But they're easier to use than pasta mat. Pasta mat and you art paper, you would find that quite hard if you were starting out because it doesn't, it, you, you need more pastel and you need to work the pastel into the paper before you can really achieve anything. However, once you do that and you, um, you're successful at uh, using those paper in the way I've just explained, then magic happens, and it's a far, far better result. But it takes time, and it takes practice, really. There's and also, I yeah, I think what's interesting about the pastel pencils is that what people might not know when they first get them is that it feels like there's almost a delicateness that needs to be applied when using them because it is a different... It's whereas coloured pencils, I feel like people might just be a bit could be a bit more gun ho with the application. That's but right. with pastel pencils, That's they right. are a bit more brittle. You know the the pigment and the the makeup of it. So there is a delicateness that needs to apply, which people wouldn't necessarily. Um, you know, delicate doesn't mean you don't apply pressure. You can apply pressure, but it's approaching it with a delicate mm. approach. <laughs> if that doesn't make sense, but you understand where I'm going with that. It's a question of patience, really, Steve. You've got to be patient. You can't just expect to scratch, 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 scratch. That's it. I've, I've done it. You can't do it like that. Um, a very good friend of mine who did go to art school, he says repeatedly to me when he sees my work, I don't know how you do it. I would not have the patience to do what you do. I don't. I, I don't understand that from my point of view, because I thoroughly enjoy, you know, actually applying and building up the colours. But uh, he wouldn't be able to do that. He hasn't got that, just hasn't got the patience to 
to wait and and um, be prepared to take the time to build it up. But um, I, I don't think it takes very long to do that. And people, when they see my work, they you know, or me working, they realise, gosh, you're doing that quite quickly. It's only because I've got experience and I know what's going to happen next. But uh, so, I, I, but I do, I do, I totally understand it. If you've got paint, you see, if you've got paint when you're acrylic or not so much watercolour, but acrylic and oil, you just put the colour on, you mix the colour up and stick it on, there it is, you know, you don't have to do anything else, that's it, and then you move on to the next bit, next bit, next bit, next bit. I don't think that's the correct way of doing it anyway, but uh, I know people that um, do that. And uh, But uh, pasta pencils is a different kettle of fish altogether. You've got to be patient, you've got to be um, experienced. Uh, on your applications um, and it takes time but once you learn that once you get the idea gosh the world opens up for you as we have so many examples of that on our members site beautiful work that's being done i suppose that's why it can be such a meditative process is it because it forces you to slow down it forces you forces you to take your time when you're applying it um in order you know in order to have that kind of um satisfaction full satisfaction and it, it because of the nature of the the medium slowing you down it allow, allows you to feel more meditative um and uh calmer maybe and as you say more patient when you're doing your art so yes, it all comes down to that see being patient and enjoying it if you enjoy it you I enjoy the process. And those flowers I showed you last week, um, I thought that was going to take a long time, but it actually didn't. It's quite quick. Because once you put, you know, if you're doing a white flower with some pinks and mauves in it, you just put the white on the first, maybe a little bit of grey, and that starts to build up. And then you can start to see it. And they put a little bit of pink in, and before you know where you are, you've got a flower there. It's, it's, uh, it, it is quite quick. Um, I think it's quick. But people looking at that, oh, God, I can't do that. I haven't got the time. I haven't got... There you go. Lovely. Well, um, thank you so much for for the comment. Uh, as I say, I, I made the mistake. I didn't actually put down their username from YouTube. But thank you again if you're watching this um, for your comment. Um, again, I this, these are going back so i don't have the name for this one but someone asked about stripes specifically on a ginger cat so if that is you please comment below <laughs> because i didn't write your name down but they asked specifically if we could discuss about stripes doing stripes on a ginger cat and i thought that would be something interesting because i imagine that that is kind of a similar um approach to say a tiger or something like that that's right yeah well, a mistake a lot of people make is that they don't have, they don't understand complementary colours, and they don't understand the the harmony that you have to create. It comes it automatically when you get to the point where I am now, or has been happening for many years now. When you understand the colours, you understand the, the pencils, but you get two colours that don't work together, but they look right on the photographic reference that doesn't often work that way 
um, especially in the case of uh, a ginger, which is a very, very difficult pick. Um, one to, I did do a ginger cat, didn't I, recently? So that's a good one to perhaps look at and see how I actually did that. Because I have to think, ginger is one of those colours that doesn't just, you don't have a ginger um, pencil, for instance. So you've got to make that ginger colour with the um, 186 and 187 and the orange usually, the two, you know, a combination of those colour. But when, if I got a picture like that to start with, I would work on soft, um, on spare paper to start with and get the colours right. But you've also got the light colour as well. And that light colour, if you just put white on, for instance, and then you put the, the um, 187, 186 and a little bit of orange as the stripe, it won't work. And the reason it won't work is there's no compatibility between that light stripe and the orange. So what you have to do is colour the white with a, maybe a cream or um, ivory would be ideal in a situation like that. And you think of ivory, 186, 187. I hope people understand this. Probably if they haven't tried it before, I don't know what I'm talking about. But these are two um, um, ochre orangey ochre colours and if you if you just put if you put that if you put the ivory first then you get that um, link between the white and the orange or the but if you put 187 directly on it, it that, that doesn't work on its own you've got to have something backing it up in other words you've got to have a link colour a colour that links the two together now that's, I've used that as an example, um, white, ivory, um, and uh, 186, 187, I've used that just as an example, but there's probably more to it than that. But it just gives a simplistic uh, answer to those um, gingery problems that you're going to have. Interesting. And also, uh, I would, and I did on that um, ginger cat I did, I would use other colours as well, I'd go into Creta colour and possibly uh, Carbothello. If, uh, it sometimes works uh, if you've got a larger range of pencils then you've got a larger uh, opportunity to find the, the, the right colour. But all the, all the time I'm even though I've got those colours I still find it quite tricky and I have to compromise very often from the photographic reference, I have to compromise it. Um, I, I don't know whether I answered the question, but that certainly is the, the key to it, is not to have two foreign colours that don't, aren't compatible together, because that's when you get the harsh and you get um, an unnatural look. You've mm. got to get those, you've got to get, find a colour Ivory is a good one in this particular instance that give you the link between the two. It's interesting. And actually, I've, it's prompted another question from me. I've got a question for you. You m kind of mastered the Faber-Castell range because you used that range for creating all of your tutorials and all of your packs and, yeah. and stuck to that range for the student to be able to get, kickstart their journey. Mm -hmm. um, did it almost not set you back but throw a bit of a spanner in the works when you introduced all of these other ranges because you'd mastered those colours so much mm. that you were now presented with another three or four hundred pencils. 
Um, did it throw up a spanner in the works? No, not at all. It was it was a um, it was a wonderful um, present for me when you said I'd like to include Carbacello. I mean, I think it was Cretacolor we went first, and we were in favour Cretacolor, then Carbacello, um, because you wanted to increase the range. Well, I, I was all for that because that gives me an extra range of pencils. But people will know that I usually go and reach for my favourite still first. They're the first colours. I go through them um, and I find the colours that I think would be best suited to the particular picture I'm using. Then I would then go through my credit colour. This is usually how I do it. And then I pick colours there that maybe give me half tones and very often a better colour and the one I picked for the um, with the Faber. Anyway, I, I go through them, and then once I put those to one side, I then go through Carbothello and find one or two. One typical example of this is, uh, do you remember, uh, I think it was last week or the week before I was talking about 330. I think it was last week because we were talking about the flowers. I said 330, didn't I? And I kept saying 330. Well, there isn't, a colour like that in any of the other ranges. Similar ones, but not exactly the same as that. That was Carbothello. So I had to wait for, until I got through the Faber, through the Greta colour, into Carbothello, and ah, wait a minute, that's the one I want. See? So that's how it goes. And then finally, I usually go into Caran d'Ache as well and pick a few of those if I want to. So no... It didn't faze me at all when you said, you know, these all these colours. Uh, but I, as that's the process that I use. I start with my base set, um, which is going to be Faber. Pick out the ones that I think are um, best suited to the image, and then go through the other colours, finding half tones or an alternative. Lovely, interesting. What a lovely little insight. Excellent. Okay, well, we'll leave it there for this week. Some really lovely questions. Uh, thanks, Dad, for offering yes. your expertise and advice. If anyone wants to email us or get in touch with us, comment on this video, get in touch and send us your questions if there's anything that you would like us to talk about in a future episode. Um, in the meantime, we'll be back next week, potentially with another picture. We'll see how the work's going in your place dad to see if you're able to get back into the studio um but yeah either way we'll, we'll aim to be back next week with some new content well, for you on, on the workload steve you know because it's a, i can't work um with noise going on in the background even if it's a little drill and i can't i can't work that it, it's distracting for me and it doesn't come across very well on the video either so i've got to be careful so I've had to curtail it for this week completely. I can't, just can't get to it. Um, but it, you know, it'll come back. So we'll have to see. If I haven't done anything, I'll have to talk about uh, more questions. I'm sure you've got plenty out there that we can, we can discuss. I think it's important, though, because although I've, it's nice talking about the pictures, it really is nice to um, perhaps... Uh, answer questions that may be in people's minds and, and then, oh, I wish, to, I wish you could talk about this or I wish you could talk about that because there's so much to talk about, isn't there? Mm, absolutely. Lovely. Well, we hope you've all enjoyed this one 
Um, we'll leave it there for this week. Thanks, everyone, for listening and watching. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week.